Hello, everyone. Welcome to Style Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. My name is Ethan Wong. And I'm Spencer Addy. How are you doing, Spencer? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it's uh, we're in quarantine still. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, I think, about three, almost four weeks now, officially. Yep. yep. And we yeah. are doing just as well as we can. Uh-huh. But dressing up has still been fun. If you yep. guys haven't listened to our previous episode about that. Um, Spencer, what are you wearing today? Today, uh, it's kind of a simple outfit, but I like it. It's my uh, Levi's uh, Western shirt uh, with a blue turtleneck underneath it. Um, so turtleneck base layer. Turtleneck base layer. Because it it's chilly and it's, it's rainy know. today. Um, yeah. I don't it was know. like hot last week, right? It was, it was kind of like... hot last week. And today it's, yeah. been like, it's been coming down pretty hard. And I'm not, I'm not talking, like, I don't know about you, but I'm not, uh, in Orange County, I'm not talking, like, Southern California coming down hard. It was, like, actual rain. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it was, uh, today, um, for those of you who, I mean, you guys probably follow me on Instagram anyway, because there's, like, 20 people who watch this thing. Um, but I mean, I, I, take, I still take my outfit pictures every day. I just do it in my backyard or, like, in, like, a wall of my backyard. Yeah. Um, and... I always wait because it's been raining this week to, you know, like, okay, do I do it right after I take a shower? Do I do it like after lunch? And I don't like taking pictures when I'm bloated because I just feel weird. But I, I thought what I thought is I thought I picked the right time to do it. And as soon as I stepped outside to pull out the camera, rain <laughs> just straight up. Shame. And I'm like, fuck. And then um, it didn't rain for a couple of hours when I was doing some work. So I was like, I should have just waited till like the afternoon, but I didn't. And, uh, I got kind of wet. Nice. <laughs> Slippery. That's what I like to hear, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but today I am wearing um, my red Boy Scout chore coat. Not chore coat. Uh, short jacket. And underneath I am wearing my blue vintage hoodie from like the 70s. Keep an eye out for that um, blog post because that's something that I've alluded to in the previous podcast. But I'm like... I actually started writing about it and uh it's a lot of fun so keep keep your eyes out for that one yep yeah i've I'm been wearing wearing, jeans. wearing a lot of hoodies recently because of this article too because uh even it's, though yeah. ethan can no longer take photos of me i also have a, a tripod uh so today i didn't take any outfit pictures because again it was raining all day and yeah. um it's i'm still trying to find a good place in my house to take pictures uh Maybe you should read the article on... Wait, actually, I don't think I've talked about how to take a picture. I've talked about what I like in a picture. Yeah, you haven't talked about how. Um, but yeah, taking... You know, it's it's an adjustment, but still, yeah. trying, st- still trying to get those fit pics. You know, there's nothing more important than the fit FPs. pics. Yeah. Fat penis. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> I gotta get some fat penis uh, mm. on this. Yeah, I mean, it's been... I don't like taking pictures in the backyard just because it's not, not because it's boring, but because it feels very transactional to me. I think I've talked about it a little bit before where I prefer like to be out and I love, I mean, even you too, like, you know, the best pictures of you and MJ and all my friends are like the random ones when we're just hanging out Mm -hmm. and you literally can't do that when you're just by yourself taking your own pictures. You know what I could do? I could hide cameras around my house. Okay. uh, And I just walk around and I'm getting candids all day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just every every like 
uh, threshold of like a door. There's like a picture. There's yeah. like a camera there, and you can just like, oh, look at me. I'm just walking here. Just walking by, and bam, I get a candid. taxi driver. Yeah, taxi driver. I'm just walking here. <laughs> it's the night cowboy. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. Yep. Um, so this past quarantine, you know, Spencer and I've been watching this a lot of movies quarantine. lately. Uh, yeah, getting ready Hope- for the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we've been watching a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot of movies that I have either only seen once as a kid or that I've never seen before, like Goodwill Hunting. Um, there's a movie called Good Old uh, Good Old Fashioned Orgy, which is not a cinematic film. It is just a a very what kind of film is it? like late two thousands SNL cast kind of thing, like like Will Forte's in okay. it. Um. Uh, who's the main? Uh, Jason Sudeikis is in it. Nick Kroll is in it, and a couple of uh, women comedians that I can't think of the name, but I've seen them on like Arrested Development and Comedy Bang Bang. Um, but one film that we've talked about a lot in the past that we finally decided to rewatch is Sherlock Holmes. That's right, Sherlock yep, Holmes. The- um, this like uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean series is a movie series, like it's a franchise that I recognize is. Uh, not like that great in terms of quality, but I still really enjoy. And if they ever make a, a another Sherlock Holmes movie, I will absolutely uh, be there opening night if movie theaters still <laughs> exist. Oh yeah, I remember got, saying that the AMC might be shut down, forever which is bad news for us because we pay twenty dollars a month for AMC A list. Um, yeah, and I which just, they have gracefully. Uh, put on pause for every member right yeah now, which is good um man <laughs> i hope I, I love the movie like me too i like going I, to movie theaters I, yeah i think okay, so like a little thing about me is like um i tend to be very productive or multitasking kind of person and so if i watch a movie at home or with spencer i'm usually doing something else yeah but when i go to a movie theater you can't like you literally can't do anything i mean i'm not gonna be a dick and pull out my phone so it's a good like escapist kind of thing you know all you can do is like shut down watch a movie and you're watching it as it was intended like in a dark room instead of like you know your tv where you, like right for my for me my tv is like kind of near a window so mm-hmm. i get a lot of glare in the daytime so it's not like the best theater experience so hopefully after all this, movie theaters are still a thing and not something that has only been around since like nineteen twenty something. Yep, <laughs> we'll find we'll find out. Yeah, we'll f- we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah, this movie this movie series has been really great. Um, today we're talking about the first one. There is two of them. Uh, we'll probably save the second one for another Unless day. Unless you consider uh, Doolittle the secret sequel, the secret third, the secret third one. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. actually set in like the eighteen fifties, so it's a prequel. Ah, yeah prequel prequel memes okay um but uh, you know this movie has been very like i was obsessed with this um our uh, mj my best friend don't get on mic um he knows like we watch it christmas i think mm-hmm. or like that weekend and there's a lot of memes. i was going through facebook because i was like looking through some old stuff and of course it gives you memories um and there's like a poster where I tagged me and mj and i'm like the, like the, the caption is like this is so us <laughs> this is and, us yeah, this is us, starring yeah. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, um, and I, I always likened myself to Sherlock because you know a cool intellectual, antisocial, cocaine weird guy. addict, and then cocaine addict. Yeah, yeah, uh, a CA, and MJ. You know he, even now you know he likes a lot of martial arts, and you know, and he's kind of the guy who tries to get us to do paintball and and um, airsoft, which 
that's kind of a big thing. They were talking all about it yesterday. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was kind of like the you know, the, uh, the the hand to hand combat guys. So like, oh yeah, we're totally <laughs> Holmes and Watson. Like, this is so us, dude. And it was it was literally like one of my favorite movies because it came out after Pirates of the Caribbean had finished. Because I think At World's End came out two thousand seven, and Sherlock Holmes came out two thousand nine. So like, it was like that filling in that action old school gap that used a fun quirky main character with a score by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Using banjos, strings and whatnot, <laughs> you know. Um but yeah, it was it was really cool, really formative for me and it was one of like the first movies that I was like, whoa, like the fashion in this is so cool. Because like you know, you can't dress like a pirate. Like, you know, you get the cool like leather jacket, waistcoat, baggy shirt. Like that that's cool, but it's too far removed. And this is also before the Great Gatsby movie, before Gangster Squad. So this was like whoa, they can dress up, but they're not, like, corporate. And, like, it planted the seeds for me later on, which is pretty crazy because there is literally a a picture of me doing Decades Day uh, for my high school. I was, like, I don't know, I was, like, a freshman at this time. And I'm wearing an overcoat with circle John Lennon glasses and a fedora to be, like, one of his outfits. And I thought I was the coolest person ever. (laughs) Were you uh, were you a fan of the books as a kid? Because I was, and I think that's part uh, of my affection for this movie. I think I had read *Hound of the Baskervilles* and a little bit of the original *Adventures*, um, and then the movie made me kind of go back and do it. And then, of course, *Sherlock*, the BBC series, the modern version, came out like a, like two years after that, I think, and so like that got me back into it again, you know, and. Yeah, I I wasn't like the biggest literary fan, but it did like kind of like jumpstart that a little bit for me. And now lastly, how about that BBC show? What do you think? There's a great video by H Bomber guy yeah. that tells you exactly <laughs> what is wrong with the show. I mean, I think the difference is like this this movie um it's it's like dumb fun. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you're watching, I don't know, like what's it, Master and Commander, even though that's not a a pirate movie it's kind of like a serious film right it's like you know seafaring things but like this is like this is just kind of steampunk a, you know victor late victorian era cool guys in waistcoats baggy shirts firing you know semi-automatic pistols and whatnot it's fucking awesome yeah i think that, I d- that's all that's all it is i think i just like period pieces with cool action sequences because as i've as i've told you before um any western that has a gatling gun and the second uh the second Sherlock Holmes movie has a Gatling gun immediately. Yes, like I'm on board. Like I did not really like the remake of Magnificent Seven, but uh, until the, the un- final battle, until the final battle, and then I was like, okay, this final battle's pretty cool. And it's the same <laughs> yeah, thing. With, no, it's mean, the same thing with pirates. It's the same thing with these movies. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, you know, I don't. I, I wrote this in the blog post, which you can you can follow along with. But it's I'm not a big film buff. I mean, even though like Spencer and I have watched a lot of films and I I consider Spencer and and a couple of other friends like Adam to be, you know, more cinephile esque people than I am. Uh, But I, I don't deny just, you know, I I like to watch and sit and have a fun time watching a movie, Mm -hmm. which is what I normally do, you know, and this film kind of has it all. It's got, it's got cool style, a, a good score, which maybe I'll have some last remarks about it before we close. And um, and a good interpretation of Sherlock Holmes. And this film is not so; it's not based on any of the original stories. 
it is an it is like you know an original from the mind of yeah. Guy Pierce. Guy Ritchie made this Guy Ritchie, not the, <laughs> not the Australian actor, yeah. <laughs> not the owner of Wesleyan whatever from uh, the Alien franchise, right? That's uh, uh, Way Wayland, Wayland Wayland Utani, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who wants uh, the Prometheus thing? Yep. <laughs> we should talk about that movie. Man, remember the old age makeup they put him in? <laughs> oh my crazy. god, crazy! <laughs> that movie, that movie's crazy. Yeah. Um, or the Mandarin, you know. Um, I'm the Mandarin bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, this movie, it's it's not, you know, it's not a study in Scarlet or whatever. There's no, well, there is Moriarty in it, uh, which you find out later. But it basically follows Sherlock Holmes. Um, it opens in like a, it's like a cold action open where he's trying to stop a murderer. And you, the murderer is like a cult and then immediately they unmask the cult leader and it's Lord Blackwood played by um, Mark Strong. Yep. Which most people today would recognize him as like Merlin from uh, the Kingsman series. Which we've also talked about. Oh yeah, that's like one of the first movies I talked about style. It's like 2015. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Because you got that you got Good the Lord. jacket, the, the Levi's belted jacket specifically because of it, right? Yeah, because I didn't know what a bell staff or a barber was, so I was like, I just looked up belted jacket on eBay, and then I found that, and I was like, well, this is close enough, yeah. <laughs> and I still own it. It's still cool. It's, cool. it's a cool jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corduroy it's safari. Like a belted safari. Yeah, yeah. I like to call it a work jacket because I don't really like safari jackets, okay. but you know, yeah. But yeah, so the movie follows that, and then Blackwood is sentenced to death, and then turns out he's apparently still alive, and Sherlock Holmes has to race against the clock because there is like a prophecy that he's going to is it a prophecy i don't know i think he I just think says he's a... gonna take over the world or yeah something. i think he just says it and also like he he's he just like three more people are gonna die or whatever but also just like the fact that someone is uh coming back from the dead is kind of scary and i i think that's what i think that's what his main motivation is, is like okay you know this guy is coming back from the dead what other power does he have uh, but then he finds yeah. out he has no power he just has trickery yeah, yeah. And I, I think Sherlock doesn't, like, you know, he has that kind of skepticism throughout the whole film. Like, he's almost doing it to prove that this is impossible. Like, no mm-hmm. no man can come back from the dead and, and whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's they find out that he... Uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, which, I mean, you can still watch it. And um, you you should. It was on Amazon Prime when we watched it. We watched it, it the last day it was on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Yeah, just because I didn't want to break out like my DVD, I wanted to watch it like HD, and I, you know, I didn't want to pull out anything else. But you know, yeah, it's just it's a cool, fun little mystery, self-contained adventure. You know, you don't have to read any of the books to find out anything. There's a little bit of, um, what do you call it? Easter eggs, like you know, like I think they reference his cocaine addiction, and then they say in the film like he he like smoked something, and then the way he says it is like a reference to smoking cocaine. Mm. Um, and then there's um, a bunch of other small stuff like Lestrade is in it, who is I think Lestrade I think is the only named police officer in the book series. So like they a lot of adaptations have a Lestrade in it. Yeah, he's in like every one that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not too familiar with the book series. You know, I read them such a long time ago. And now I just read TV tropes, <laughs> and you get all the information from there. Um, but yeah, you know, it takes place late victorian i think it says 1890 92 or something i mean the in books the, uh, were all written in the 1890s i always just assume that anything sherlock holmes is like 18 late 1880s early 1890s yeah 
Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun action movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like what other details about the plot there that I should name. Um, you know, what, there's a whole, there's a lot of things about how, like in a lot of Sherlock Holmes adaptations, there's always a lot of, of that, um, conflict of Watson wants to move out yeah. or like be his own thing. That happens the, a lot. And that's the B plot in this one. Yeah. Like, you know, Watson's just got engaged to Mary Morstan and, you know, he's going to move out and it's, it's also like the B plot of, of the era. second movie. Is it? I think so because this whole thing is that he's like, okay, you're, I'm getting married. This is this is it, good buddy. And then doesn't doesn't Watts or uh, Holmes also spend the entire, at least first half of the movie, being like, oh, you poor guy getting married. How horrible. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one in a while. That one's, I think, on TV semi frequently. I should I should check it out. Yeah, sometime. I mean it's less good, but. St- incredibly more action-packed and more awesome at and the same that, time the 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 action sequence at the gun factory is all time that might be the peak <laughs> of both of those movies i think that is the peak yeah no it, it's really great yeah. um yeah i mean they, they have that kind of same thing in in um in the bbc sherlock stuff because i think they play up sherlock's i guess almost autism kind of thing you know like where he's very socially awkward and inept and, you know, that's kind of like a thing with Watson, especially, in, you know, in the new one. And this one, Sherlock is kind of just a quirky guy. Yeah. He's just kind of weird, doesn't really like listening. Kind of like a, a Jack Sparrow, but less bad. He seems to have it more together than Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Jack Sparrow, you watch, like, the second film, and, the you know, it's, like, really good. And then, like, you watch... <laughs> Dead Men Tell No Tales and Dead Men Tell No Tales is just god awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's you guys should watch it if you guys haven't seen it. Um, I don't know where you can find it. You you know, it buy was it. On, it was it's, on I mean, Netflix a while ago, so that I mean, it might be back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, so let's talk about the the fashion of the film now. And just a disclaimer, I am not a Victorian era or anything pre nineteen ten. Mm-mm. expert no um and i attribute that not to just you know i of course i could read up and you know and, and study it but i think one of the reasons why spencer and i are such quote experts end quote on vintage menswear is that we've actually been able to handle mm-hmm. these pieces we can see people who wear them we see you know i mean and we've seen people wear like old 1900 stuff you know that's that still survives or they get you know they buy a, a tattered version and they get a tailor to repro it yeah you know, that, that's, or it's that's like different. our friend benny was selling he you know semi-frequently i think i've said that like three times this episode that's the word yeah. of the day semi-frequently sells stuff from like the 1860s and 1870s yeah that are still crazy but it's very rare and mm-hmm. it doesn't give you you know a, a holistic sense into how people dressed back then you know and of course for uh, photographs weren't as as common as they were, you know. Yeah, we have to go a lot, by of, a lot the, of like fashion plates and stuff like that, which is not. Yeah. You know, it's it's very exaggerated. It's not exactly how it looked because you you see in the article, I think somewhere down, you have one of those like old illustrations, and it's like no no body is shaped like that. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of a thing for a while though, because you know when you look at like Leon Decker, um, 
illustrations very slim guys too you mm-hmm. know like that's it, it i don't think things normaled out to like the 30s or 40s and even then you get to see some weird bold bold oh, uh, yeah. proportions but like even then like a lot of the photographs of the era are like portraits because mm-hmm. that's what people did you know they didn't have like street photography you know of course it was so hard to bring around a fucking camera you know you you could only do it in a very controlled environment and um, so that, that's why, I mean, th- I've included some pictures in there. And when you look at them, they're not as weird as you'd expect. But when you look closer, they are weird. Yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of pleats. They're a lot, you know, they're still high-waisted trousers, short waistcoats. But, like, the jackets are a little bit longer. Um, they're still kind of like that that middle point where, you know, like, when you, when you look at, like, the early 1920s, you see a lot of 19-teens influence. Mm-hmm. And so with the Victorian era, you see a lot of, like, different max, uh, mi- like mashups. You see, like, cutaway coats. You see frock coats. You see suit jackets. You see combinations of the two. You know, it's a lot of different kind of stuff. Because usually and, it's, like, it's the bottom of the coats that's really what sets it apart. Like, you know, sack yeah. jackets, they had, like, three-button sack jackets back then. But usually, you could, you could see in this button. illustration, they were either very long uh, or they yeah. had like a very extreme cutaway that you wouldn't see any later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you also notice like the lapels are very they're they're very modest because mm. instead of you know buttoning down to like your, where your navel is, they would they were meant to be buttoned like at the top, like top, all either all buttons are fastened or like just the top one, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it, they're, they're not unlike some some of the stuff you see in like the nine the nineties, you know. Like, yeah, there's very bold suits. Yeah, like they're very plain because again, they're sack suits. There's no darting in it, right? And so, it's just kind of a weird era where it doesn't look that crazy. Like if you compare this to say, let's you know, like pretty, uh, pretty women, <laughs> <laughs> like little women. You see what Laurie wears. That's like what eighteen sixty, like mid eighteen sixties. Yeah, like during the Civil War. Civil right? War. Yeah, like that stuff is weird. But this part, you know, you take the influences of that and you kind of modernize it a little bit and you get the kind of you make this kind of thing that doesn't look too old but also doesn't look right either yeah it's not like gangs um, of the new, uh, gangs of the uh, new york gangs of new york like big striped pants jackets whatever it's, yeah which we will get into later a little bit mm-hmm. can't wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I, I haven't seen it but yeah, you, have, you haven't seen gangs of new york i have seen clips of it it's like one of those things where you know just clips or seeing what you guys have been watching at the same yeah. time kind of thing um you see uh so go back to this era you know there's a lot of morning dress there's a lot of like sporting suits you know like flannel or tweed most guys most gentlemen will wear like like a stroller suit or morning dress if they were fancy you know wear like a nice like white tie tails kind of thing for mm-hmm. dinner time um a lot of stiff collars that was like a thing they didn't have a lot of soft collars yeah. at least not uh that wasn't until like world war one the end of world war one that men started wearing soft collars because because uh if you had to wash a whole shirt it was incredibly time consuming back then so it's easier just to wash the collar and the cuffs yeah yeah exactly you know so you see a lot of that lot of like you know standing collars club collars um lots of bow ties uh you have like a combination of like necktie neckties and then just straight up cravats you see a lot of that um and yeah let's you know it's the, the blog post will have a lot of the uh, like visual examples that i can find you know there's a lot of um if you look at the pants they're very they're 
particularly kind of slim compared to like say like the 30s which most people are familiar with you know it's kind of just like kind of stovepipe legs kind of thing going on and they did a have lot a crease of uh, in them. yeah no crease yeah no crease um sometimes they had a cuff i don't think many people did um but that just could be up to the person you know and uh lots of boots yeah people wore boots back then um but but yeah so let's let's get into each character let's start with our good old friend sherlock Holmes. my best friend my best friend yeah. yeah so sherlock has like a weird style and they did it on purpose because he's supposed to be different yeah he, you know? he out of everyone in the movie he definitely looks I mean, it's like, you know, what they, they do a good job of, like, taking a bunch of period items and putting together a very quirky look for him. Mm-hmm. But he definitely looks, I guess, the most... He, he he just looks the weirdest. I don't want to necessarily say period inaccurate, although I am going to say that a little bit. But he definitely looks the weirdest out of anybody. Yeah, because, again, this is... I, I, I haven't watched any of the old Sherlock Holmes movies, like Basil Rathbone or whatever. But... I think back then they kind of gave Sherlock Holmes this kind of like dignified. But you know the right? first the first Basil Rathbone Sherlock movies he had like disheveled hair, um, and looked. Weird. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, let me. I'll try to find a picture. I'll send it to you and you conclude in the article. There we go. Um, but yeah, I'll be, at least from what I remember of like you know see if if it came on like my grandparents were watching you know Sherlock Holmes is portrayed as a very like gentlemanly kind of like commanding authority you know very elegant almost like a Frasier kind of thing where where and, and Watson would be kind of like he's like oh of course yeah, I'm an idiot or whatever mm-hmm. but this time they give Sherlock you know this kind of like quirky genius kind of I mean presumably after the whole you know like Mark Zuckerberg era where we have like all these like weird genius guys who are super casual but they're really smart they kind of gave him that kind of character I, I, network, I think man. that yeah, which I I love one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um. So so anyway, so Sherlock wears kind of like this evening esque kind of attire the whole movie. It's like a cutaway or a frock coat or like some sort of cutaway coat with some form of like embroidered waistcoat with or or something with like a design and then pinstriped or checked odd trousers. And like a cravat. It's always some form of that throughout the whole movie. And all of his outfits look very thrown together. And something that the clothes on film article points out um, is oh, yeah. how often he steals clothes from other people. Um, just oh, like he'll, yeah, he'll like punch that, a guy right? and then take his hat and be like, oh, this is a nice hat. And then that's just part of his outfit now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, and he, I think he also says like, uh, I think he like borrows uh, um watson's jacket right or something he bars his like mm-hmm. black tail a black tie attire because after so he goes to dinner at some point and this is like the most fancy we see him like he is wearing presumably like like the a, a tail a tailcoat suit right like you know black tie cutaway jacket with um black striped or black um trousers and then he wears it with a i'm kind of scrolled to see it now he wears i guess like a dark waistcoat right yeah and then he wears it with like kind of this. I, I I mentioned it in the article, but it's like a. It looks like a necktie. It's so big. It, it looks, looks like there's like a lot of interlining in it because the difference between like a tie and a cravat is that a tie has 
like interlining like you know there's there's shape to it but a cravat is kind of just it's cloth fabric yeah yeah and so the way it looks on him it looks like it's either a very thick material or there's it's just straight up a necktie and but he's wearing it instead of a um instead of like you know a traditional tuxedo like you know instead of like a bow tie and a stiff collar he's wearing you know just like a regular point collar dress shirt with um with like you know peak peak lapel um cutaway jacket and everything mm-hmm. uh, and uh it's it's the most fancy we see him it, it could be it could be argued that this is like the fancy version of what he wears the rest of the film because it's basically all the pieces that we know him yeah to wear um and uh when he goes to like blackwood's um goes to blackwood's uh cell because blackwood is his uh or blackwood asks to see sherlock as his final request before he fakes his death um we kind of see it Sherlockified, where like he puts the collar standing up now. I don't know if they did it because like to echo the standing collars, even though he's clearly wearing a regular collared shirt. Um, he puts the collar standing up. the The necktie is kind of thrown more haphazardly. It's kind of like a jaunty scarf, you know, tied like a low knot around the mm-hmm. neck, and uh, it looks fucking badass. That one I looks better. We were, we- I like that look a lot more than I like his dinner look. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's the same pieces. He, he He's actually not fastening the waistcoat, so you don't really see it. You kind of just get, like, a loose, low-buttoning shirt. It kind of has, like, this kind of SLP rock star, you know, because it's, like, black on white, very monochromatic. And because he and wears this shirt for so a cool. lot of the movie, and as I pointed, yeah. as I said while we were watching it, I'm convinced that that's a vintage shirt that they have. Like, that looks like a 20s or 30s tux shirt that they're just, you know, pretending is a little bit older. Um, and a lot of his shirts afterwards are modeled out on that one. Yeah, it's like you know, it's a very puffy shirt. You know, that's that's one reason why I think or we think it's vintage, because it there is no like they wouldn't really give a movie star a non-fitted shirt. Yeah, it's like a, it's very it billowy. Him. It's very billowy. Yeah, yeah, and you know, of course there's front pleating in it. Uh, they probably swapped out you know the um, the studs for like a like a regular placket or like you know like regular buttons, mm-hmm. which I've seen because whenever when um, at Ascot Chang. When we make a tuck shirt, um, we give them like it's like a weird insertable placket. It's like a it's like a rectangle. It's just like cloth with buttons, buttons sewn on, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you can use it if you don't have any. You know, I, I'm assuming that's what they kind of give him, um, or it just could be a a weird vintage shirt that had button placket and had pleats on it. You know, yeah. you don't know. Um, but yeah, he wears that shirt a lot. You know, you see it a lot when he's whenever he's not out he is just wearing that shirt with suspenders (laughs) and like that's kind of it and you know so you can really tell when you look through it he has that shirt or a very similar shirt um and yeah and then so in the scene where he is called to go investigate um blackwood's tomb which has been broken from the inside oh my god because the dead walk among us (laughs) He wears probably the coolest outfit and the outfit that got me like immediately. It is so it is so cool. So of course, um, he is wearing some form of pleated front shirt. Um, it looks like a spread collar now. So because when you look at the previous shirt, like when it's standing up, you can see how like it's like a point collar, but this one is a very extreme cutaway, and he's wearing it with like a gold and green or golden black cravat. Um, he wears it with a green um, velvet or a uh, uh, waistcoat mm-hmm. and then he's got like a big belt on it 
Um, and he is wearing high-waisted trousers. It's just being held down because he has a utility belt. That's right. Um, yeah. But he's wearing uh, pinstripe odd trousers, kind of like what you'd see with like a stroller suit or um, some kind of... Well, actually, it's a little bit darker than that. could be just be pinstripe odd trousers, which were common back then, you mm-hmm. know, because most people back then wore like a solid colored jacket with like I don't know trousers. if this is true, but years ago when you're at some vintage event, someone told me that around this time up until like the 20s, it was more formal to wear separates than it was uh, a full suit. So that's why morning dress is separates. But again, I don't know if that's true. I think I've heard that. I think we were both at the same vintage I mean, party we when were. we heard that. Yeah. Because I think it, cause it was like, if you wore separates, you could show off that you had the ability to have different clothing. But yeah. with a suit, it's like, oh, look, you can only afford that one thing that's all together. Mm-hmm. I, that could have been conjecture. I don't really remember. Um, but the real star of this and the thing that I was obsessed with was, were two things. It was the first thing was the corduroy c- jacket coat that he's wearing. It is like basically knee length. It's basically a coat. Um, it looks kind of like a pea coat in the sense that it's got like kind of a, that Ulster collar, you know, like it's it's not like a notch. It's got like that kind of rounded and lapel kind of thing. And each of the points is kind of like the same uh, width you know you'll you'll notice it when you look at the pictures um and it's got like the widest whale ever it's yeah. so wide it is crazy it's a lot um, like and uh it's... albus dumbledore's wide whale uh oh yeah. Corduroy yeah, yeah, yeah long coat yeah 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 and he's wearing it um it, it's it looks like it could be double-breasted but it's not it's only it's single-breasted and it's got like those little like it's got those high um um, vents in the back, mm-hmm. like a lot of Victorian stuff, and then it it comes up to the to the uh, middle of the back with those little two back buttons, which are again very common for Victorian outfits. And it's so cool. Um, it got I was like, whoa, corduroy is awesome, you know, back then. And then I totally forgot about it until like last year. <laughs> and this this outfit was like everywhere in the promotionals. It was on all the posters. It was like you know, I mean, he doesn't. He only wears this for how many? scenes like one or two right just this yeah just this scene and then he loses it during the fight sequence but yeah all the promotional images he's wearing this outfit or at least most of them yeah yeah Yeah. or they they like copy and paste pieces of it but like the jacket is very iconic Mm -hmm. for this and the other part is the fucking black fedora which has made me think i'm gonna get cody and make me a black fedora and save up for that shit yeah because it is so cool because okay so for those of you who don't know a a the fedora was like i mean it was around since like the 1880s so it's not impossible that he would have it but it was a woman's hat mm-hmm. back then you know like back then men mainly wore stiff brimmed hats like homburgs bowler hats top hats whatever you want to call or, or variations of that so like a soft brim you know hat felt hat would not be very common but because fucking sherlock holmes is a weirdo it makes sense that if you know he could have picked it off of a woman and he had it you know it's kind of got this whole um oscar wilde kind of very um when you see like a fedora with like victorian clothing it looks very you know time traveler steampunk chic kind of thing you know and but i loved it and i'm pretty sure at this time i was like a freshman in, in high school I was into the whole steampunk thing, man. <laughs> like, and you said this is this was just a hat that he bought while they were shooting, right? Yes, yeah. So, the, this is really funny. Uh, what's funny? 
I was looking to find like this hat because I wanted to make sure whatever I bought was either close to it or something that that's how I found the fedora lounge because <laughs> I looked up Sherlock Holmes fedora. I, I knew it was a fedora, but I also knew that getting a trilby from lids at the mall was not going to give me the same thing. <laughs> and so, so you got I one from up- Kohl's. <laughs> I well, I the funny thing is I went to a store in Pasadena that was called Hats of the World Shop. I don't know what it was, and they sold. I bought it was a lot of money back then. It was like a hundred bucks or something. But I bought a um a, a felt Stetson that was very sixties. And you know, as I'm re remembering it, I'm pretty sure I I sold to some vintage guy or some other kid. Um, but yeah, I, I went to the Fedora Lounge and there was already like threads about this hat. Like people were trying to like dissect it and look at it like, you know, oh, maybe it's a Homburg because like it's got like a center crease and most fedoras, um, well, most common fedoras have like a a, 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 a circle crease or like a teardrop crown, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But this one looks like it has like a center bash in it. You know, it's got a bound edge and everything. And so people were saying, oh, is it a Homburg? Is it a vintage Homburg? Like, what, what, what could it be? And I don't know how exactly, but, and I can't find the article, but it said that, that Robert Downey Jr. bought the hat from Lock & Co., which I think is on German Street, um, or there's somewhere. I mean, it's a pretty popular hat store in, in the UK, in London, and they filmed on location. Um, and it, he bought what was called the Super Felt Fedora. It was like a black fedora, um, kind of like a wide brim. And he, like, bashed it on set. He, like, rolled it around. He, like, you know, he stepped on it, whatever. And he wore it as a part of his costume. And Guy Ritchie was like, cool. It makes sense. And they kind of threw it in. And that's where it came from. Because, great. Yeah. Yeah. And he wore a black fedora to the premiere. But it is definitely in better condition than this. And it looks a lot. It looks more like a Borsellino. More like a tapered crown. Because this one has kind of a cool vintage aesthetic. Yeah, like, it's kind it of looks, a tall it crown. It looks very, like, 20s or 30s. Yeah, exactly. So again, I don't know if they could have been referring to that what like the fedora he bought that he wore to the premiere because that's also a black fedora and the premiere was also in London, you know, and it looks kind of beat up but not in the same way, you know. But I'm pretty sure this is the super felt, which I tried to look up recently again, and it, it is no longer sold from Lock and Co. Shame. Yeah, I wish I could include that reference. But it was so cool. You know, it's got this really great proportion to it. Again, very 20s, 30s, where tall crown, kind of a wide brim, um, center uh, center dent in it. And worn all together with the corduroy, it looks cool. Again, I don't know how wearable because it looks very steampunk, especially with the round glasses. Yeah, his outfit is very vampire at this scene, too. Yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, I wore waistcoats and wait, waistcoasts. Wait, what the hell am I saying? Waistcoats. Waistcoats. <laughs> yeah, and overcoats with a fedora to approximate this look. And I can tell you, I did not look anything <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, this 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 outfit really got got my got my bones uh, hard, I guess. <laughs> Your bones. Um, he wear he so he wears it with boots. Um, he also has this kind of affectation of wearing um not doing the cuffs on his sleeves and that's kind of like a big kind of victorian thing you know like very puffy sleeves you know accenting that whole piratey um aspect of it and uh yeah he gets into a a, a fight later on and then he loses the coat i think or something he takes it off or whatever um and yeah you can you can see the pictures in the blog post you know you can see the little little floral details again floral waist 
coats were a um, popular um, item back in the day. Um, and he doesn't wear sunglasses ever again. <laughs> his eyes have, uh, his eyes are perfect. He does. He only needs them that one time. Yeah. And then, yeah, he gets picked up by the cops. Uh, he just kind of wears the shirt and the waistcoat again. Uh, he does briefly dress up as a doctor. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait. Yeah, he does. So before he dresses up as a doctor, he goes to the slaughterhouse because he gets a clue and to blend in, which I don't really see the need to do it because they went in at night when no one was there. He didn't really have to change, but he wears a, you know, a button up shirt with like brown buttons and it's got like a Dobby stripe. It's very dark. It, it looks more like a nineties or like what, like a double RL work shirt. Yeah, would be. Not, I don't really think people. Yeah. I don't think people actually wore shirts like that, you know? It, and if they did, it was more like a band collar shirt for a detachable collar um but he's wearing you know like a typical whatever shirt again point collar which he stands up to make it look like a standing collar vampire chic whatever you want to call it and he puts it on with a um a peacoat but it doesn't look like a peacoat that we know of like it doesn't doesn't look it doesn't look good it's this is my least favorite outfit in the movie yeah and he puts it with like a i think it's a fisherman's cap and um yeah, he just, it's like, you know, he's supposed to blend in with dock workers, even though there is no other dock workers there to blend in with. Well, because the problem is, like, okay, first, again, not an expert on, you know, yeah. menswear of the 1890s. I'm not entirely sure if peacoats as we know them today existed back then. My gut says no. Um, and the peacoat he's wearing looks like he bought it at, like, at a mall store. It looks like he got it at a department store. Yeah, it's like three button, or, you know, it's like a six on three it's got very skimpy lapels and it's got like shoulder pads i think too even mm-hmm. um so it's not like because if when you look at like peacoats from like world war one they look really different than the peacoats you would think of now because there's like eight there's eight rows of buttons on on old peacoats yeah instead of the uh the typical ones that we know of today um so yeah and then at, for the final battle he you know he jumps out the window uh from lord coward because turns out lord coward is a bad guy um oh no you know, if, yeah and he wears basically what he you have expected him to wear he wears a dark um cutaway jacket uh with a standing or a flipped up white collar shirt um he wears a scarf this time and not a cravat but he wears it kind of just loose around the neck very you know again very dandy victorian um with another kind of embroidered waistcoat this time it has like brass buttons or covered buttons or something like that. Yeah. And then he wears it again with pinstripe odd trousers. And this again is the jacket, which you can see in other promotional material where it's actually, um, you can't see it in the film cause it's really dark, but it's apparently like green or, or like a very dark tartan check oversized. And it's got frog closures. Yeah. I didn't really, see like, those any of those details kind of until I saw the promotional image because it's so, you know, the movie set in, in uh, London in the 19th century, which means that it has to do, like, everything is dirty and smoggy and uh, you can't see anything. So I never noticed yeah. any of those details until I saw the uh, promotional image, which uses regular lighting. Yeah, yeah, and you can see it there. And, you know, it's it's a really cool jacket, actually. Mm-hmm. I would love, like, you know... Uh, like you know a modern interpretation in the form of like a, a smoking jacket or like a like a an e- evening wear kind of thing you know yeah. and uh but yeah that's basically what he wears and you know for for the film and then he finishes it off with um 
when he's kind of going over the case again, he um, you see him wearing the same waistcoat, which presumably, if it takes place after the climax of the movie, he kind of just stayed up wearing the same outfit, which yeah. is not surprising for Sherlock Holmes. And then he wears... Um, his like dressing gown robe thing, which he does in earlier parts of the film. And it's a fucking weird. Mm. It's like, it's, it's like torn up. It looks like it's made of leather then like torn off, but it could be like some like raw silk kind of thing. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like what they did to that thing. Like to get it to look like that. It probably is just like a piece of costuming or like a vintage piece of costuming that they just kind of throw like, okay, that makes sense for Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You know? Uh, but he he puts that on. Um, you see it earlier in the film when he's just kind of lounging around the house when he shoots VR into the uh, into the wall with the <laughs> the first ever silencer, That's I guess. That's true, yeah. And then um, he puts on a when he goes like the game's afoot or or, or the game is on. I forgot what he says. But he uh, puts on like a, a purple fedora, which has like a really tall crown <laughs> for some reason. And there's a good promotional image, which I've included, uh, where it's like it's probably taken like on the last day of shooting or whenever they took whenever they filmed that last scene um, where he's kind of sitting on the steps wearing the exact outfit of that final shot. Um, but yeah, so if, if, if Sherlock is the guy that is kind of weird with his fashion and terms of personality, Watson is like, you know, again, the foil to that. It's mm-hmm. Watson is always wearing a suit. He looks, at he, all time. he's very like academic, very like professorial. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he's a doctor. I'm a doc. I'm a doctor, Jim. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, so he looks professional all the time, which, but even though he's professional, he is wearing a lot of like sporting fabric. You know, it's the cut of Watson suits are almost the same in every single time he's wearing them. He only wears like three suits the whole time. And it's a weird cut because it's a mix of the sack jacket and the frock coat. And again, I could be wrong. I have never seen like tweed, like check frock coats because frock coats were generally more formal the sack suit was more casual and the jackets that he wears is a weird mix of both. Yeah. So like, yeah, cause sack jackets back then, you know, they didn't have like, they were basically what you would think from like the sixties, you know, like spaced out buttons, modest lapel, three pockets. Mm-hmm. And then frock coats had like the weird, like that waist stitching, like where they go like through like the midsection of the jacket all the way around. You get those like buttons on the back, get the weird flat pockets, you know, so, yeah, like Spencer said, they're a combination of the two, at least in the case of one particular jacket. You get to see all those details. Yeah. So in the beginning of the film, you know, again, in media res, you know, when they're uh, when they're starting the action, um, Watson is wearing probably my favorite uh, one of the bunch. It's like, you know, a three piece dark houndstooth check tweed suit. Mm-hmm. His outfits you know, in this movie are always my favorites. I really like how he dresses. Yeah, again, like, because, I mean, you could probably take the same ideas and apply them, you know. So, like, that, that's the cool part. I mean, and I guess the same thing about Sherlock, which, you know, if we think about how I, I've I've enjoyed doing a lot of, like, very loose, severely unbuttoned sports shirts, you know, kind of thing or with, like, a jaunty scarf. It kind of echoes that whole Sherlock Holmes aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But, with, you know, with Watson, you know, wear a tweed suit, wear a club collar shirt. You've got that kind of basic look down, you know. And you can even switch it with, like, a tab collar if you want to look less, like, dandy, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, you, um, so, yeah, he wears that, 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 um, that houndstooth suit. And he wears it with a, a stiff, 
club collar that's detachable because you know they do that thing in the victorian or very early 9th, um, 20th century where the the necktie is loose around the neck like it doesn't go all the way up and take up all the tie space it kind of sits maybe like half an inch below the top of the collar and so you can see the little like gold stud that they would use for um for detachable yeah. collars which i think is a really cool move and then he wears it with um it's a white collar, but the body is always like a blue stripe or like a very subtle red stripe or something. And Spencer has mentioned that how the the shirts are probably made for the film because again, you know, a lot of detachable shirts are kind of rare. And um, you know, with with film costuming, the reason you generally don't see the leads in vintage is because if there are any stunts, I mean, just most movies in general, you have to have like three copies of the same costume. So with vintage, yeah. it's pretty difficult. Yep. Oh, and you know, again, I'm, I'm assuming that that all of Watson stuff was made for him, you know, uh, and uh, but anyway, so the uh, the, the stripes are. <laughs> I uh, I opened up Instagram and it was uh, showing an ad. <laughs> there was one time I was listening to um, a Blamo, and uh, actually this morning, and I heard some. I heard like a weird video come on. And I just thought that whoa, Matt Kranick is is just letting his phone play out. And then I realized <laughs> that Instagram had opened up in my pocket, and it was it was a live video with Melissa Villasenor doing her Owen Wilson impression. <laughs> nice. And I was like, what is going on? Because like the the interview is going on, and they're not acknowledging this. And I was like, and it, it, it wasn't Matt Kranick being was, like, hey, have you seen this video? It's really funny. Yeah, and the way because it's like the the way Melissa Villasenor was doing it, it was like. It sounded like far away. It's like it sounded like it was coming. It was like digetic sound <laughs> from the interview. Um, but anyway, um, the stripes themselves look pretty new. They don't look like they don't have the old multi stripe or the old dobby stripe kind of thing. Um, again, I mean, there were variations of it. It could be vintage fabric, you know, for all we know. But it looks nice on on uh, on Watson. Again, like the kind of disheveled thing. Um, the disheveled quality is why we think that Sherlock's shirt is vintage but because it fits watson really well it's probably just a modern shirt that they just took um as a way of being inspired by victorian style yeah uh so in the next scene um again we're going back to the beginning um when we when it's like the next day after they arrest lord blackwood from the cult murder thing he is wearing a like morning dress top frock coat oh that's right yeah it looks really good our friend uh, matt who is in the Don't call right on, now, but you can't hear him. Uh, Don't get on mic, please. He was a he's a big fan of that outfit with good reason. It looks great. Yeah, it looks kind of you know it's got that kind of Tom Ford like it it has wide lapels, wide peak lapels. It fits him really well. And good wasting on it, um, kind of like extended shoulders on it. And the interesting thing is that you know it's meant it's probably meant for like morning dress, right? Or maybe like a tuxedo top coat, whatever. But he's wearing it over his gray tweed suit. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know it's black and being worn over gray kind of approximates that whole morning dress aesthetic, uh, which is a cool touch, you know. And you know they could just think of that they could they just want to save outfits for this movie because again, lots of people reuse certain pieces, and so this gray um, this gray suit um, is the same cut as the other, as the brown suit, um, but this one features it's it's a kind of like a almost a charcoal gray maybe like a mid gray and it has in the film it looks like a red check over it but in the promotional pictures it's got red and green on it mm. which is really weird again you know one of those things where the promo promo pictures show us 
something totally weird um, that you could not see in the film. And then the he always has a watch chain and all of his um, waistcoats. Waistcoats? Yeah. That's <laughs> Waist right. coast. It just sounds it just sounds weird. West coast, baby. It. Yeah, West best coast, coast, best coast. And he always wears kind of like a solid. It looks like a brown tie. I think he wears that tie the whole time, in every with every suit because it just looks the same. Does he wear knit ties? Um, I don't know if it's a knit. I think it's just like a silk tie. Mm. That's that's what it looks like to me, at least. And then um, we get a reprieve from that outfit when he goes to dinner um, to and get, to show his engagement to Mary Morstan with Sherlock Holmes. Um, and he's wearing like a military inspired tunic kind of thing. Um, I'm surprised he's not wearing like black tie. Okay. But it's it's so cool. It's it's so cool. It's, you know, it's got like kind of, um, it reminds me in Phantom of the Opera when you see Raoul and um, Christine when they go to the masquerade. Raoul wears kind of like, you know, the same military um, kind of inspired outfit. Um, it's got like those those chest panels, I guess, you know, like those embroidered chest panels made out of silk. and But this time it kind of, when it goes toward, um, the when the horizontal lines go toward the center, it kind of dangles off as like a decorative because I mean, you know, in the ribbon, in the novels and the TV show and every incarnation of Watson, he was a he's a veteran. Yeah, and in he, the Afghan War, and he wears something very similar when he's getting married. I think no, he wear he wears something similar when they go to the casino, uh, but then he gets uh, blackout drunk or something like that and uh, loses his jacket. I don't remember in the second yeah you the second to watch movie it right again, man. Yeah. yeah, we're going to watch that one. The Mauser is in that film, That's so i got to right. watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, when he comes to pick up Holmes uh, from the inn or wherever the hell the fight is, because Sherlock Holmes does illegal fighting in his free time. Yeah. Um, uh, Holmes, uh, fuck, Watson wears the whole suit now, so you can see he's wearing the, the gray jacket with the same um, waistcoat and the trousers. And he wears that brown... Um, bowler top hat combination thing you know it's like a, it's like a short top hat made out of brown felt yeah and the interesting part here is that he is wearing a brown like duster it's like a long coat but it's like a chore coat because it looks like it's made of linen or some sort of cotton it, it looks very flimsy i am in love with that coat i love that thing that's so cool yeah it, it's really awesome I mean, again you can find that when you go to like to rose bowl and, and inspiration stuff it's semi-common i mean it just kind of depends um most of the time they're blue but this time this one's done in brown very cool um but it's kind of interesting to see it worn with his suit Mm -hmm. it's amazing that this guy kind of owns it It could be like a doctor's coat you know (laughs) i don't know it could be that so but he wears it over his gray suit again the gray suit is buttoned all the way to the top the top button the fit is very close you know high armholes natural shoulders again you know sack suit cut kind of thing and then Sherlock takes it when he goes to see Irene Adler when she walks away to see who is employing her, and he kind of makes this weird hobo outfit. Yeah. So we don't see that 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 uh, that coat anymore. Real presumably shame. because, yeah, Sherlock dirtied it up or he lost it or something. Doesn't he have know. one that's like cut the same but just different cloth? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so because so um, in, in other scenes uh, you can see Watson. You know, he takes off the the tie. So you see him wearing the band collar now. The detachable is uh, is removed, and he has 
weirdly uh leather suspenders i don't know why but that's what he does um and one the cool thing is i've included this where you know you can see that his trousers have no belt loops which is really cool um it just shows that you know they they really wanted to hammer in the suspender um the fact that trousers back then mainly used suspenders like belts were like workwear back then yeah and you know pants didn't really yeah they didn't have belt loops yeah um, exactly was, a lot of the weird. trousers in this film even the ones that sherlock wears um are fishtail mm-hmm. which is really which is a cool touch you know and so when um when again lord blackwood uh, rises from the grave and sherlock wears the great corduroy outfit with the fedora uh watson wears the same suit same hat same you know knit um tie with a club collar shirt but this time he wears a proper overcoat he wears a brown double-breasted great coat whatever you want to call it and the interesting thing here is i don't know if the the coat is oversized because the lapels are really low like the 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 gorge is really low i should say and it has kind of like this drooping kind of aesthetic to it again i don't know how period accurate it is because in some pictures it looks like the shoulders of the suit are more extended over um watson's frame but it looks really cool i love the brown on gray it matches the hat and um yeah it's really cool it's got two it's got like a ticket pocket you know and and regular pockets again double-breasted very nice ulster uh, ulster lapels and he wears that i think for like the rest of the film sorry about that i'm back were you gone i was gone um it's takeout tuesday (laughs) nice yeah so i had to give i had to uh, give my order i gave orders i was just following orders yep um so later on um when they go to the docks watson wears like a more casual outfit i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) for uh, infiltrating the docks even though again no one is there so he wears a three-piece tweed suit um and this time he doesn't wear a tie, so his band collar is just out. He's no no detachable collar. And in one shot, you can see that he's wearing he, ha- he has like a sport lapel, like uh like the uh the lapel of the of the brown tweed has like that ex- extension latch mm-hmm. on it on the top the part of the collar. Latch, yeah, throat throat latch. That's what it's called. And actually, I forgot uh, that gray suit is also weird because it also has like a throat latch on it. It's just hidden. Yeah, it's, it's probably behind. It's one of the. It's like you see that a lot on like Ralph Lauren suits now, where it's like you know you can button it, tuck it back in. Yeah, like a little extension flap. And so the gray suit, um, you see it uh, just just right before that dark infiltration scene because they're in jail. Um, uh, excuse me, I just burp. Take a shot, guys. Um, you can see him close up the gray suit. And then, because um, he's just wearing it by itself, because they get caught after causing some damage to a shipyard. And the suit for the breast pocket, the gray one, it has a flap on it. Mm-hmm. It has a breast flap pocket, which is, again, pretty common for early stuff. You see it still in like the early 1920s. It's a very kind of early detail. Um, I saw a an overcoat from like the early 1920s sold by a friend that had four pockets with flaps. Yeah. It was pretty wild. It was crazy. Um, and then, so yeah, he wears the tweed suit. He gets in, you know, gets in trouble because he goes to the doctor because he was on fire. He got blown up. And then he wears the gray suit again for the end of the film. And um, yeah, he wears that gray suit, the one with the uh, 
the one with the uh, the the chest flat pocket, and then for the final part of the film, uh, for the last shot where he goes to see Holmes um, after he has moved in with Mary, he has he wears the brown houndstooth suit again from the beginning of the film, with a houndstooth coat, which looks different because the lapels are a little bit different. I don't think it's the same coat from earlier in the film because again if you look at the screenshots the earlier brown overcoat um that he wears to the the tomb sequence it's plain weave while this one is definitely checked Mm. um and so yeah that's basically all of you know watson's attire he's very put together it's always a three-piece suit almost cut the exact same way in varying degrees of tweed i really like the role of of his lapels that image of him with the like the the bloody ear or whatever that, oh yeah that looks good yeah, you can yeah, definitely yeah. see the shoulders the like that he has very like narrow roped shoulders on like very soft too which is a, again maybe not something you would typically see on a frock coat but i could be wrong yeah it's like a weird combination of like a frock coat suit jacket just based on all the uh all the details and again when you look at the the gray suit um, there's a picture of him standing from like from the back where you see like it's got that, that like curved yoke stitch in the back with like, a, you know, all the different seams. It's got like those high back buttons, those things you didn't really see a lot on regular sack suits. You don't really see those, at least from what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a fun it's a fun, cool detail. Again, it's not too out there in the way that, you know, Watson looks, you know, earth tones, plain tie, overcoat. It looks very classic. It doesn't look very Gangs of New York again because that's a different era but also some people fall into that trap you know some people when people do like victorian styled outfits they kind of go a little overboard you yeah. know and then we will close not really close off but we have lord blackwood lord henry blackwood you want to talk about vampire looks here we go man this is it and he has one one outfit the whole film yeah um again well in the beginning of the film when you see him when he's revealed to be the cult leader he is wearing a dope tunic with like crazy gold embroidery. It's got a hood. It's got, you know, it's got very, uh, emperor from, uh, rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. vibes, you know, oh, man, another thing, or, another or, thing, or emperor from rise uh, from, uh, return of the, Je- um, revenge of the Sith kind of has similar kind of embroidery. And stuff. Uh, another thing I really like in movies is weird esoteric cults. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. a new movie I just watched recently, uh, what? the black cat with Boris Karloff, where he wears, a very very cool cult outfit in that i'll find a picture of that and send it to you probably not going in the article i mean it might go in the show notes now it has to be there since i said it yeah (laughs) well the article and show notes are the same thing for these things anyway yeah. yeah um but uh but yeah so he wears like like sherlock he wears a you know a white shirt some kind of embroidered waistcoat Um, Because he's supposed to be like a shadowy version of it. I mean, I guess later on you get that more from Moriarty. But he wears a wing collar shirt. So it's kind of weird to see it on its own. You know, not with a, you know, black tie kind of thing. But back then people still wore wing collars with suits. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't tell what the hell his embroidered waistcoat is. Because some pictures it looks like it's made out of like leather. Sometimes it looks like it's a weird, like, tiger. It looks like it's kind of got weird stripes through it but not like in a normal way it looks like a tiger stripe like multiple tiger stripes yeah. it's just kind of weird tiger game. um where where yeah my name is joe exotic um and he wears it with black pants boots probably um 
but the weird thing is his fucking leather overcoat <laughs> oh yeah yeah so when you read clothes on film which i've included onto the blog post i mean they they kind of did a deep dive into it clearly the author is way more adept at victorian era clothing than i am but uh they, they also interviewed the uh the costumer and they said that the uh, the coat was actually from the 70s which is not surprising yeah, look at because it, the lapels like, wow, are giant coat yeah yeah it is crazy but they they said that they victorianized it i don't know exactly what that means i don't know maybe adding um, like an extra more buttons or something like yeah they pressing more the lapel or something up. Yeah, it could. It looks like it could be like a women's coat, you know, like you see, like in the seventies, women wearing leather trench coats was very common. Yeah. Um. So the, it could be a women's one because it fits him really snugly. Like when there's a picture of him standing there, like his arms are like. It follows the lines of his arms really. And I mean, I've like seen suit coats from around this time that were like that. So maybe there were, you know, overcoat coats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not too familiar with leather overcoats. I then, I then again, I did wear one. Yes. When I when we went to Inspiration this past there uh, was, this past I think February, that was the first vintage one I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've only you know, we make a refer. I made a reference to like uh, being like an Auror from <laughs> uh, Fantastic Beasts because for some reason all the Aurors wear leather trench coats. They love leather trench coats. Yeah, and then for some reason they 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 kind of make him wear another layer on top i think they give him like a like an overcoat some kind of black overcoat with like a fur collar looks like a shawl fur collar so like the combination all together makes it look kind of victorian again more steampunk more vampiric but that's the vibe they're going for because he is like undead he is a killer he's trying to take over the world you know he has slicked back hair he has that snaggle tooth that kind of looks like a fang yeah, I was gonna say Mark Strong literally has like that's like a natural part of him, just like Forrest Whitaker has that eye. Yeah, he just but like took of, out the little implant or whatever, right? I'm not. I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, um, but yeah, that's basically what he wears, and you see it. Um, you see him wear it the whole film, and he also basically. wears the collar up, and it looks very Dracula. Yes, yeah, yeah the call like the, the collar of his of his of his, of his, yeah, uh, of his coat. coat. Yeah, because he's wearing a wing collar. That thing's always up. Yep. It's going to take off. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, we can talk about a little bit about the other people. I mean, again, extras tend to have a bit more vintage accurate flair to them because that's just how it is in most A lot films. of times they're wearing vintage. Yeah, because a lot of costumers have that. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a movie star, they'll either take vintage or they'll reproduce it. Again, that's like a very clear in the case of Gangster Squad. Um where you know all the suits and all the shirts look like they were just made yesterday they don't look that vintage there's something a little bit off about it um but yeah you know like the thing though is that this era anything that looks overly fancy will kind of just pass like i'm pretty sure uh when you see the other cult people in the order um not the main character not not blackwood's father not ambassador standish and not lord coward but like the regular people i'm pretty sure they're wearing like 1920s 1930s tuxedos Mm -hmm. because it just looks like a like a you know um a tailcoat white tie kind of thing which i like the uh the stiff collars i like the the self-tied uh white bow tie i think it's a nice touch yeah um but standish um blackwood senior and lord coward have varying degrees of frock coats they're kind of double-breasted which i think is a cool touch um again with like satin lapels to make it look like a tuxedo but it's not because you're wearing it during the daytime um standish wears a red um waistcoat and i think lord blackwood does too so it has a kind of really cool 
elegant take. Um, I don't have a red waistcoat, but I like wearing um, red sweaters. I have a burgundy work vest, which is cool too. But like wearing that with dark clothes, you know, with gray, with like navy, has a very as a pop to it. It looks it looks nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of like the regular the goons and everything. Oh, all, all of the I uh, love Victorian goon styles. Or the style is yeah, so they, cool. They're just so like they always have like those weird Edwardian jackets, you know, like cutaway, big flaps with angles on them, overly checked, uh-huh. you know, really big cutaway. They're wearing like know, a round, Greek um, fisherman cap or like a bowler hat or something like that. Bowler hat, yeah, worn like cocked at an angle yeah. with like a like a band collar shirt with no with no detachable collar or necktie, and then some crazy floral or checked. Um, either trouser or waistcoat yeah and so we get a lot of goons in this movie of course there is the 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 big french guy dredger Dredger. yeah he has the best one yeah because he has like a double-breasted uh corduroy yeah corduroy race waistcoat with like a a very soft-shouldered like brown tweed jacket um looks very cool he's wearing like a chambray or or some kind of like end-on-end work shirt uh band collar looks he looks great i love i love english victorian goons yeah but i mean dredger's french can be like french workwear that's too, true you know? yeah 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 um and then yeah that's basically what you see a lot of the film um there's a lot it's 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 very well done and the fact that it's you know again filmed very gritty and dirty it looks more realistic mm-hmm. you know again it's very different than what I can only think of as the greatest showman, which takes place, I think almost around the same time, right? This Maybe is the greatest show before that. Is it? This is, this is. Yeah. Okay. I actually haven't well, seen it. I don't know any of the lyrics. I just know that one. Okay. Well, it's the greatest showman is just costumed incredibly badly. You know, it looks like they're wearing modern suits with top hats, basically with like a big overcoat, you know, and so this film, again, makes it a little bit more accessible, a, l- a lot more fun. Um, and, I mean, I can... I've been, I've been inspired. I really want a fucking black fedora. You're going to get one, man. I know. I don't... Well, we're in quarantine. I'm not really working right now. I don't think I have the money. But we will see, we'll see. how that works out. Because Cody... Ta- you know, again, Cody, he makes it all himself. His waiting list is very long, which is understandable. Because I think, I think he makes the best hat in the world. Um, so we'll see what happens. But there's a lot of stuff to take away from here. You know, like the... Uh, wearing Again, wearing red. You know, a lot of white shirts. You know, I, I think Spencer and I don't really wear a lot of white because... We like more rustic stuff. I like wearing blue stripe shirts. You know, a lot of our sports shirts or OCBDs are blue or green or whatever. But white is a very interesting color. Again, very popular back in the day because you could just bleach it mm-hmm. and it would be back to normal. But, you know, seeing it done here, you know, it's it's very cool. Yeah. It's something that I haven't really thought of using in a little while. I mean, as you point out, it's kind, kind of the inspired. SLP look. Like, you can make it look very cool and rebellious. Exactly. Yeah, this is a very big edgy, um, edgy article that I have that uh, I've I reference in the show notes. But you guys should check that out. Um, but yeah, that's basically all the style. Um, let's see where we are on time. Okay. Wow, we did a lot of the talking about this. Yeah. Um, score is good. It sounds fine. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes theme is good. I used to be and a then, big fan of that score. I listened to it a lot. It is. Yeah, I started when I played I, like, the I this. Assassin's Creed game set in Victorian England. I listened to the soundtrack a lot uh, then too. 
Yeah, I mean, again, it's very similar because a lot of these Victorian stuff has that weird dulcimer with honky-tonk piano with string vibes to it, mm-hmm. you know? Sherlock always has... Because, like, even when you compare it to the BBC Sherlock, it has that, how, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, it has that very, like, plucky kind of feeling to it that makes sense for Sherlock's psyche or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. his intellectual character. Um, but, yeah, it's good. It was one of my favorite scores for a long time as well until... Uh, you know, Hans Zimmer just use it again for everything else because yeah. you watch a lot of other stuff. It's very similar. Um, but yeah, that's our thoughts on the film. Go watch it. Go read the, that's, yeah, read that's the like, show that's, notes. This is a very good like Saturday matinee movie. Yeah, yeah. And we have one uh, question here from Philip, which I think actually we've mentioned before already, I guess, now that I'm reading the name off. But he said that he asked if we have any thoughts on Peaky Blinders. And I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I think we've answered this before. We've never seen the show. Yeah, so. I do have... We have a friend, um, Damien, that makes hats. Uh, and he's always been ripping on the the caps in that show. They don't look very... Uh, like, what w- it's set, like, what, teens, 20s? It doesn't look, it doesn't look yeah. right, is my point. Yeah, it's just not good. I don't know um, about the rest. I mean, I've seen some screenshots of general outfits that look pretty cool. I think it's going to be the same case of background characters and like minor characters maybe having more accurate outfits, but you know, inaccurate outfits can look cool and they, they do a good job of that. And again, remember uh, TV shows don't have as big of a budget as some other stuff. And so, and a lot of times they just kind of make stuff for vintage. You know, most vintage period, most period TV shows don't have the best costuming in general. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any more questions uh, or stories you want to share with us, please send it to us. At the There's a link in the show notes. There's a link in the description of the episode. Um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at style and direction, all spelled out. My Instagram is at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. Uh, big ups to Matt who actually watched the film with us and gave us some points and you know wrote down some notes there that he's he's been he's been pretty good with uh, with uh, working on the uh, show notes with me you know it's a lot of takes, takes a load off of uh, all the prep I do p- before and after a podcast episode mm-hmm. um, and then also shout out to MJ who is our faithful producer who edits all the podcast for yeah. us and uploads it um, that's uh, that's it. Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying your quarantine as best you can. Stay safe out there. Stay inside. Don't get sick. Um, we'll see you guys through it. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Uh, I'm also surprised I didn't say any quotes from Sherlock in this whole episode. The TV show or the movie? Uh, the movie. Let me think of one right now. Uh, cracked ribs. Yay! I did it! Everyone's favorite line. Everyone's favorite fishing line. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye bye!